started. Oh, li- my phone. Okay. Well, if you just started listening, we're just talking about Matt Steele's hair because that's all we talk about here on Two Gay Matts. And it's a great topic. It's a topic. It's uh, true. Listen, I can't help it that a lot of people bring it up to me. I didn't bring it up to you. You just started talking about it. That's true. Thank you. Okay. I'm glad that we agree. All right, fine. Let me pick up my phone since it fell into the abyss. I mean, it'll be back. Oh my gosh, there he goes. I All don't right. know why my phone always falls. I mean, you drop it. It doesn't fall. It drops from your hands. Well, where yes? do you put your phone? I put my phone here on. I'm going to put it right in I've, front on the stool as I well. I think that's a great idea. Every pump. But I like to have something in my hands. You do. I'm and a very tactile person. If it's between that or the mic stands, I would choose the phone. You mean you don't want people to hear this? No, I don't think that's lovely for the ear when people are listening closely, driving to their commute. They don't want to hear you banging bum, on the bum, bum. stand. Okay, great. I'm gonna I'm gonna tie my hands behind my back. I, oh. I'm gonna do what they told me to do at my NYU Tish audition. Okay. When I, when I did my comedic monologue, okay. I got two words in, and he was like, "I'm gonna stop you right there." <laughs> do harsh. the entire monologue without moving your hands, and I was just like, "Okay, great." And so I did it like five times without moving my hands, and he was like, "See, you can do it. You can do it." And I was like, "Okay." He knows I can take a note, and then uh-huh. I did my dramatic monologue, and you know he was expecting me to start using my hands, and I did my dramatic monologue with just face, baby, mm. and just face and just voice, and wow. he was like, "That was fantastic," and that is how I got into NYU, and look at me now. That's true. Here, I see you wearing now. a Spice Girl shirt, <laughs> really? still using my hands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the hands are still a part of it. Hey everybody, welcome back to another Two Game Mats podcast. It's Matt Steele. It's Matt Palmer. And another week has gone by. We are in the throes of July, which means yes. that we are into the throes of summer, which means we are into the throes of the year, which means we are near death. Because oh. time just goes by real fast. There's no one I know that like gets more depressed by time passing than you. It's devastating. I 2022 think, is over halfway over. I think that's good. I think every day we're getting closer to the next Christmas. That's like my view of the world, and I'm excited about that. Yeah, but then Christmas is always like, oh, this year has ended. Oh, no, what did I accomplish this year? Oh, no, nothing. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe I, like it's the same thing with me in like birthdays, thinking about like, oh, well, what have you accomplished or what's your plan for the next year? I don't really think in those terms. I'm more like, I always want to be learning and growing and doing better. And so I don't know. I'm just not as boxed in as you, I guess. Wow, you're you're so enlightened. I'm so happy for you. Thank Maybe you. one day when I'm your age, I'll be as enlightened. You mean but now like that, a year? But now that I'm young and hungry, okay. I just can't think that way. I'm sorry. Okay. I just I just want it too much. We're counting 34 as young? Wow. <laughs> it's young. Okay. It's younger than you, bitch. That's true, but I never claimed young. I never claimed young. Matt Steele. Yes. How was your week? My week was good. Oh, God, what did I do? I mean, the Big Brother started. So, I mean, it's all been that, ladies <laughs> yeah. and gentlemen. And I worked literally nothing. Really? I, yeah. Oh, I am broke this month. So, I remember so that. Nothing that involves money will be happening on Matt Steele's uh, watch. Okay. Yeah. Uh, for the summer. I think or that's maybe fair. just for July. But maybe for the summer, if things don't go well in July. I mean, yes. No, I, uh, this month, we had to buy a new table and chairs because Jackson's sister, who we were borrowing the table and chairs from, uh, mm-hmm. is moving into a larger space, so she needs the table and chairs. And so that was a bit of money. And then I also bought tickets to go see my friend Justin in Seattle next month, mm-hmm. which, even though the prices had come down a bit, they didn't come down that oh, much. Yeah, yeah. flights. Girl, I'm going to New Jersey July 19th. And mm. like those tickets were like... It's $300 more expensive than those tickets are 
during Christmas. I know. Like crazy. It's horrible. Um, I mean, like gas prices and oil prices are going down, like are dropping really, really fast now. People keep saying that. But then I look at my gas station. And I'm like, are you not getting with the program? Girl, go to a different gas station. I'm not, it's like right there. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very much like I'm going to the gas station that's near. Yes. I'm not one of those people who drives some roundabout way to save a little bit of money on gas. And that's probably why I'm broke for the month of July. It happens. Yeah. I mean, do you want to talk about the big brother of it all now? Or would you rather wait till <laughs> News Radio? It's because I'm telling you this week, I have been popping into our Discord channel, which is available if you're a patron at patreon.com slash two gay mats. And we have a separate big brother channel. And every time I go in there, it's like 12 new messages. Yeah. And it's like, didn't this show just start? Didn't yes. they just get into this house? How is so much happening? And it's a mess, which like I kind of love, but also there's like sad elements to it. But it's like, uh, I'm like, it's dramatic. So like, it's fun, but uh-huh. it's not in a fun way right, for like, it's one like person. Racist. It's, and it, <laughs> Racism I mean, we'll, isn't fun. <laughs> we'll, get, we'll get into it. And I, you know what? My Giving Me Moments is somewhat about Big Brother. And okay. so I feel like that could be a nice lead in. So I okay. guess tune into the end of the podcast. Perfect. Okay. Uh, for that. Matt Palmer, yes. what have you done this week? This week, uh, I had a similarly low-key week. We had that uh, three-day weekend prior to. So work Who's was very we, busy. girl? Well, I, you, I, I worked. You had We as in weekend. those of us with nine to fives. <laughs> and so having that Monday office always nice but then when you come back to work for the next four days you're like catching up and doing so much work headache uh, and so this weekend uh, we had a very lovely weekend we went to see Dear Evan Hansen at the Amundsen. oh how was that it was really great Good. that Evan oh my god he was singing his face off I believed every word and like I have been in love with the score for a long time so are you saying his words didn't fail they, his words did not fail oh and what a fucking song I mean it's a great song what a fucking song yeah. and like I still stand by that the best two songs in the show are you know tracks two and three and so after for forever and luckily there are a lot of references back to waving justice for so big so small Great song. I, I will say in watching the show, I felt more for Evan's uh, mom uh, than I did in listening to the score. So Big So Small as a song, I don't care about. But wow. the sentiment behind it is lovely. Can I, is that, that's good. I'm that's giving good, you that. Good, but yeah, okay. And then um, a Saturday, we went to a park hang for our friend. A friend of the pod, Janie Stoller's birthday is next Wednesday, and she's having several events. And uh, Saturday was just a park hang with some of her friends. That was really great. And uh, then today, we went to the Gentle Barn, which I had been to before. It's like a kind like a petting zoo. I saw that on pet, Jackson's kind of uh, Instagram story, and I was like, ooh, I got, they got to pet animals. They're we so did. lucky. We got to pet horses and um, emails moos and cows and all of the things. You and pet the, them gently, I'm the, assuming. You're, you, well, you're petting, not patting. That was what we learned. This is a no. Like, when you pat, pat is but when no. you pet, mm. it's a yes. And mm. so that's what I learned and uh, did a lot of petting, did more photography because I felt like as someone who like wants animals to be happy and be well and like feels happily for them, I wasn't the biggest animal lover there, so I wanted to make sure I got a lot of shots of Jackson and Janie and other attendant, attendees at the party because I knew that was like they were about to burst into tears and their hearts were breaking and all of this. So I was there as a photographer, but I did enjoy the animals and they seem to be treated so well here. So I would recommend the gentle barn. If you love to see animals up close and want to make sure they're being treated humanely, the gentle barn is a great place to go. I also, we, after we recorded the podcast last week, we went to our friend Corey's uh, for a 4th of July get together and everything. We did. And I have to say it has been so, it was such a lovely party for me Yes, because um, at the end of the party, it was just, Seven of us gays, <laughs> yes. or sorry, no, ten of us gays. No, 
Man. It doesn't matter. Seven of us gays just sitting there until like three o'clock in the morning arguing about pop music. <laughs> and I was like, I have not been in this dynamic in so long. Yes. So it was wonderful. It was cathartic. We all ended the night angry at each other because of various <laughs> opinions that people had. And it's the best way to spend a gay night. I mean, mostly we were just angry at one person, if we're all going to be honest. <laughs> And me and Steele, our powers combined, because a lot of times we're on the other side of the fence when it comes to these arguments. But when someone says to you, who is Kelly Clarkson? She's just a talk show host. That was when we both rose from our chairs. <laughs> it's like if you've seen that Housewives episode when uh, Kim and Kyle are yelling at Brandy after she said that she that Kim was doing meth in the bathroom and they're both like, you, sh- you slut pig. That was us. It was us. <laughs> yelling at this very young man. Kind of young. We're not sure about his age, but he was young when we met him back in the day. So we are have a different age, and so that's why we're trying to give him some grace. Yes. Yes. Cultural differences. If you generational differences. If you weren't there when we all voted Kelly Clarkson into office as our American Idol. September 2nd, 2002, or right. September 3rd, one of those. I remember it was my second day of freshman year of high school. Wow. I remember that. And if you weren't there for that, then maybe you don't know, and maybe yeah. you think of her in that way. You didn't but know the, ch- the chokehold that American Idol had on yes. society. And what Kelly Clarkson meant yes. and means to us all. He also did. He also said that th- the song Sex Dreams is one of Lady Gaga's worst songs. And Matt, I was like, oh no, <laughs> hold Matt Palmer back. I just... Because we, we cannot stand for that opinion. But he was aligning Sex Dreams and Jewels and Drugs as if they were the same thing. And you anyway. know what? It was a fun party. Long we, story short, you know, we're still mad. We love um, a friendly debate. Yes. Uh, and it's just so funny how like powerful we become <laughs> with our pop music knowledge. And me, who like did not know anything about pop music 10 years ago, now after doing two gay mats for almost a decade, Wild. just how powerful I can become when I have my little warrior by my side. <laughs> I like mean, how good we are together. We have we have opinions. I don't know if that's come up on this podcast, but we have some opinions. I love how we're just like so proud that we battled a bunch of <laughs> gay friends that are like our best friends. Right. People how, that we love. And we're just like, we won the war. We, we did. won the war. Hey, sometimes you gotta fight. <laughs> sometimes you gotta fight your best friends. It's true. It's very true. But we love everyone. We do love everyone. <laughs> um, I'm looking through the news and like what is of importance. And you know, I feel like the top news story in the past several weeks podcasts has been Beyonce. So let's just Keep this trick Let's get, alive. Hey, it's guys, it's July up until July 29th. The top news story is going to be Beyonce. And according to Amazon Italia, which I think has since taken this description down, act one of Beyonce's Renaissance is the first part of a trilogy. And I, I believe them because as my Italian grandparents always told me growing up, you can always trust an Italian. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know that was something we all knew. Um, act one will reportedly celebrate black music and culture, will include uh, references to several past hits. The song are said to be up-tempo with strong dance house and techno blah things we know but supposedly or there have been talks of like maybe each album is a different type of music that was started by black people and has maybe been co-opted by the whites and people think of as white music these days like house music why there was that variety article talking about Beyonce's going to have some country music on her renaissance releases oh, yes. so we're thinking is it going to be a dance music album is it going to be a country album is it going to be a rock music album Oh, my heart. <laughs> and again, this is all conjecture. Of course. But Amazon Italia got us riled up. Man. 
<laughs> Man. I would love that. I also, I mean, if you saw the beginning, we did a patron request video this past week reviewing Dawn of Chromatica. And there's also been talk of Beyonce's Renaissance. The reason we haven't gotten a music video for Break My Soul yet is supposedly there could be a visual album that we'll be seeing in theaters. In theaters. In Dolby. In Dolby, because Dolby, if you go to Dolby's uh, Twitter account right now, they are Dole-B-E-Y. And they're like, there's a reason we're still Dolby. And, you know, maybe everyone's just trying to rile us up and get a, get the people talking. But spoiler, it's working. It's working. I'm I riled. Care. I'm riled. I'm excited. I wonder if it, there is a movie to see in theaters. The fact that, like, a movie will be dropped in theaters by surprise is right. is is just mind-blowing. Like, that has never happened, I feel. And another thing that I thought of as I was driving here, mm. that would count as, you know, like, a, an official release in theaters, which yeah. means Beyonce's winning the Oscar for a song in there, oh, right? She must. She must. She must. Like, That's that, the thing. Beyonce, if there's anything Beyonce's not going to do, it's die without a fucking Oscar. Oh, my God. <laughs> she just will <laughs> not do it. She'll keep trying in every avenue she can. She's getting a fucking Oscar. Because I'm trying to think what the competition is this year. It's a ta- ca- Taylor's Caroline. Knows that song. Uh-huh. Like, Beyonce can beat that. <laughs> yes, yes. So I hope that happens for all of us. Um, in other good news, oh, they're talking about Fantasia in the live chat, guys. Okay, I, I just got excited. Keep going with the news. Thank you. <laughs> in other uh, good news for us all, Elon Musk is not buying Twitter after all. Apparently, that forty 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 four billion dollar Twitter deal has gone south. It's been terminated. Elon Musk is not doing it, which like I felt like we were all saying a week after this was announced. It's like it almost feels like this isn't going to happen, yeah. and that, that he's just talking all of this up. Well, I don't know. you know, Elon, save your money, maybe invest it into, you know, like a charity of some kind. Yeah, or like invest it into Tesla, like not treating their black employees like shit, like something. There's got to be a way for you to use this money in a better way. Leave yeah. Twitter alone. We don't need billionaires to have control over any parts of our lives. So, you know, whatever. I, mean, uh, I hate to break it to you, but they're con- all controlling our lives I mean, in some I wish we sort could, of way. We could pick the billionaire. <laughs> like, if it could be Beyonce and Rihanna, sure. Elon, stay away. Beyonce Beyonce is the billionaire controlling our she's lives. She's the one, if yes. I had to go with one, she's the one I'm going yes. with. Uh, but it's more news on Elon. He had twins with one of his top executives weeks before he welcomed uh, a second child with Grimes. Uh, he somehow seemed to um, confirm that he did this by saying, like, I'm doing everything in my power to stop, like, the um, dwindling population numbers. To it, a tweet that was responded to by whom? Nick Cannon being like, I'm right there with you, brother. And it's like, look at all these people I hate. Well, it's just like doing everything in my power as if you're like working really hard to do this. Like, sure, like raising a child is hard, like especially like financially helping them and everything. But it's not hard for That's you. That's not you're, the hard part, especially for like, but like, th- like you are not putting in any work to like help this issue that's not really an issue like it, you, what are you doing trying to make a joke is what he's doing oh is he yes oh i thought he was serious no, okay. he, this is it's such a I, bad I joke i didn't know elon could joke but, i mean he, um, he wasn't he on snl he wants to be a comedian exactly yeah yeah i didn't know that uh, i thought he gave that uh goal up gave that goal up um well speaking of giving goals up beanie feldstein has announced that she will uh, be performing as uh, in Hello Dolly only until September 25th. Is Funny girl. Funny girl. What I say? <laughs> they opened the same year on Broadway, but uh, one won the Tony, and it was not Funny Girl. It was Carol Channing in Hello Dolly. Okay. Um, anyway, uh, you see, <laughs> it's Funny Girl. She announced her contract was um, shortened to September, I believe, and mm. then she just announced that she uh, is going to be leaving early. She's going to be leaving July 31st. Um, well, 
July thirty yeah. first. I thought it was September twenty fifth. It was supposed to be September twenty. It was shortened to September twenty fifth. But then she announced that. Uh, oh, I didn't hear that. Yeah, it, uh, today. I um, know. I heard it today, but I thought she said. Oh, girl. Yeah. She, I'm trying to find the uh, post, <laughs> the, the announcement that she made on her uh, Instagram. Uh, she says, playing B- Fanny Bryce on Broadway has been a lifelong dream of mine, and doing so for the last few months has been a great joy and true honor. Once the, pr- the production decided to take the show in a different direction, mm. I made the extremely difficult decision to step away sooner than anticipated. I will never forget this experience, and from the bottom of my heart, I will thank every single person that came to the August Wilson for the love and support you have shown me and our amazing cast and crew. The people I've had a great joy bringing Funny Girl to life with every night, both on and off the stage, are all remarkably talented and exceptional humans, and I hope to continue to join them on Henry Street after I depart on July 31st. Yes. And so it's kind of like... That's very short. Yes, and so it's like the wording of um, once the production decided to take the show in a different direction, it's like, it's not a TV show where it's like, <laughs> oh, this season took a turn, it's in a different direction, or like it's not a movie where it's like during development they decided to make some changes creatively before it was released that an actor was not happy with. It's like this is a frozen Broadway show. Right. And the production is frozen. Like they're not gonna like close it and redirect it. And right. like what is the different direction the production took? So everyone is kind of like, what's going on behind the scenes? We don't know. Like, this is very odd. Something's afoot. Something's afoot. And so there's just a lot of speculation. Then immediately Funny Girl on um, social media announced at 1 p.m. tomorrow, Monday, they Mm. will... Had they have a big announcement. Which we assume is the new Fanny Bryce. The new Fanny Bryce, which a lot of people are assuming is... uh, Leah Michelle. Leah Michelle. Mm. Uh, and uh, do you think could it be that she found out that Leah Michelle li- actually was replacing her, and then Beanie left? Is that a new direction that would have made sense for her to leave? Because I feel like there were people saying her understudy was really great, yeah. and like wanting her to be, you know, the main girl and you know take over for Beanie. Could it have been that? I don't know. Okay. I truly don't know what this new direction could possibly be. Mm. Maybe one day. Years from now, we will find out when people are maybe allowed to talk. But mm. I don't know. I don't know. But it's it's suspect. It's and I just I don't know. I, so. I feel I feel bad. It, it seems like a very awkward, hard situation. But I mean, it's rough out there on the Great White Way. I suppose so. Uh, this news story isn't terribly important, but the headline made me laugh, so I want to talk about it. Okay. Martha Stewart jokes that she wishes her friends will just die so she can date their husbands. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, truer words have they ever been spoken? Apparently, uh, Chelsea Handler has, oh, this is on her podcast. Chelsea Handler's Dear Chelsea podcast, Martha Stewart, who is now 80, shared her dating life struggles. Martha Stewart is 80? Apparently. She looks great. She looks amazing. Whoever's done whatever they've done with her. Jail was good for her. (laughs) Yes. Um, She says, I had two mad crushes in the last month, which is really good for me, but turns out one of them is married to the mother of some friends of mine. He's so attractive. Handler says, you can't be a homewrecker. Stewart says, I've never been a homewrecker, and I've tried really hard not to be. Um, I've tried really hard not to be a homewrecker, which means she has not succeeded all the time. But that's where I meet men. They're all married to friends of mine or something like that. Uh, It's very tempting, blah, blah, blah. Or maybe this relationship they're in is temporary. Or maybe they'll die. I always think, oh, gosh, couldn't that person just die? Not painfully, just die. Martha Stewart's great. I she mean, is so so great. What a badass! And I love that she is an eighty-year-old woman who's just like, I'm horny. Yeah, she wants to date. She wants to get out there, and I'm happy for her. Yeah, 
I, I'm glad that she knows, like, I will not wreck this home, or I'll try to not wreck this right. home. Right. But my least. eyes are open, my and are I would open. like any sort of status updates as it comes to your marriage. <laughs> I mean, I would love to get in on some of that Martha Stewart money. So, like, Martha, I'm single. Oh, no, like, I mean, I don't I don't think... know if I can satisfy you in the way you want to be satisfied, but, like, I'm good company. Okay. I think leave Martha alone. Listen. <laughs> I don't think this is what listen, she needs. I would marry Martha Stewart if it okay. meant... Having that Martha Stewart legacy in my bank account. <laughs> I feel like when you when you first came out to LA, you were very much like wide eyed, bushy tailed. I'll do anything. Like I only want to be in love with the real person I love. And very soon thereafter, and then soon after, I was like, I would have sex with Martha Stewart. <laughs> I mean, yes, everybody changes and grows <laughs> in their own way. <laughs> this is not really great news for a podcast format. So if you're listening, I apologize. And honestly, if you're watching, I apologize because you'll have to look something up. But Mariah Carey was at the Dolce & Gabbana 2022 Altamoda show, which, by the way, I did look up and I realized they're a little problematic, too. I think they've done racist shit. But we're forgetting that for now because <laughs> Mariah looked great. <laughs> She just looked great. She was hanging out with Sharon Stone. Apparently, they're friends. Hanging out with Helen Mirren. Took a picture with the two of them, Andrew Barrymore. And I'm just yes, like... Yes, the genius Helen Mirren. Yes. You, and, and, you better be clapping. It flashed back to that award, whatever it was. The the like Palm Springs, Florida breakthrough. breakthrough award where Mariah Carey was drunk as a skunk, winning the award for Precious. With and Lee Daniels. Like, I got to meet Helen Mirren. <laughs> And people were like, yeah, she's like the genius the Helen Mirren. Yes, you yes. better be clapping. You better be yes, clapping. Yes. And it's like, I don't know that I've seen it. Well, there's that one clip of Mariah in a club where she just takes the mic and goes, I got to do the best I can with what I got. And then, but I'm like, these are the two drunkest memories of Mariah that I have. <laughs> and I'm glad that she and Helen Mirren got a chance to catch up. Oh, you know, they, they get, you know they have a good time together, but Mariah like, and Helen Mirren. She and Sharon Stone often run into each other and like spend time together. I'm like, what do the two of you have to talk about? Drew Barrymore was there as well she was she posed with Mariah Carey they yeah had a great time I said that already oh did you yes. oh, <laughs> but yes but what are Sharon Stone and Mariah talking about that's the real question that's the smoking gun here what aren't they talking we, about I guess. you know one day when I marry Martha Stewart oh, I will know Lord. what those rich women talk about Boris Johnson resigned okay I was <laughs> I was up at Three in the morning. Why? Looking, I was. You know, they, they. I, I was. Well, actually, I was doing a, an alcohol training test for my restaurant. Like, I had to do, um, like alcohol service training. Oh, okay. It was like an online test, and it yeah. included like three different exams. It was annoying. Yeah. Um, and so I was doing that late in the night, and I had to, and I believe like Big Brother. I was reading like Big Brother stuff and of everything. Uh, and. I saw on Twitter, like, before I was about to go to bed, that, like, Boris Johnson just announced he's about to resign. So I was like, well, I might as well stay up another hour and, like, watch the news about this. And that's how I spent the middle of the night this week. I mean, I think that's great. It's nice that even though we don't get great news in our country often. I have to say, Uh. like... Politics in the U.S. like obviously is a mess. Politics everywhere, I'm sure, is a mess. But um, politics in the U.K., I mean, he's, like, the, like... How many prime ministers have resigned recently? I know. So many. I know. It's like they just re- like only one U.S. president has resigned in history, and like so many U.K. prime ministers have resigned. Mm. So it's like it's just a mess everywhere. I, I know. Guess. That's the thing is, I feel like the more you look into the other countries, well, not all of them. A lot of them have things like abortion and universal health care, but some of them, like the U.K., are a fucking mess too. So it's <laughs> like. At least we're not alone in our horribleness. Yeah. That's a thin silver lining. But it's one, okay? <laughs> we're going to go with that. 
Um, so may Boris rest. Um, trying to think. Love Victor's uh, lead actor is going to be on the final season of Never Have I Ever. Michael Cimino, not gay man, is going to be a love interest for um, the main character. And that'll be exciting. Apparently the season three of the show will drop August 12th. And so I guess the last season is season four. So it'll not, it's not even the upcoming season. It's the season after. Is it Cimino or Cimino? I don't know. I would say Cimino. Okay. My Italian grandparents from heaven are saying Cimino. Cimino. Okay. Well, I mean, they, they aren't him. Right? And, as, and as they said, you can always trust an Italian. Yes, but trust and like <laughs> trust them to tell you something they don't know. All right. Who, whatever it is, that's great. Sierra has a new song and single uh, on Republic Records called Jump. The music video is great. She's jumping. And uh, she looks beautiful. Love that. Love that. Love uh, pop stars who jump. Have you ever? <laughs> did you ever know the pop group Jump Five? No. DJ, our friend DJ Bobble. No. They they were um, a group of uh, three girls and two boys, and they were like in a before they became a pop group. Mm. I think like four of them were competitive cheerleaders. Oh, so they had really really up tempo major pop music, and all their choreography was just nothing but backflips mm. and jumping. And it was like YouTube, one of their music videos, truly insane. Really? I mean, like, and there's one girl who was the lead singer and she is belting her face off, like screeching, like she's so good. Does she sound good? She sounds good. I mean, you would probably listen and at first listen, be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. But then you're like, she's doing this while doing backflips. Like you better work, girl. That's true. That's totally off topic (laughs) from Sierra's jump. I imagine they're different styles. Who knows? They could be just the same. And lastly, I, I I apologize if you just listened to our uh, Real Housewives recap podcast that I do with Janie, but I have one more piece of Real Housewives things that I, I need to get off my chest. On Real Housewives of Beverly Hills this past week, um, Erica Jane has been getting drunk this year because she's like, I'm pretending that this whole, you know... Orphans and widows lawsuit that I'm under is not happening and like it's all been cleared up. It has not. Mm-hmm. But she likes to pretend. And so she keeps getting really drunk at these events. Okay. Just being like, oh, I'm fun and I'm drunk now. Like, don't ask me about orphans and widows. I, I love how it's like the way to clear your reputation is to just get drunk in public. That is Erica's move. And like, I will say, up until this episode, I was like, she is more fun. <laughs> like, she was really serious last year seeing her get drunk on a boat with some friends and just like say silly stuff. Fine, sure. Cute. Whatever. This past week, she uh, proceeds to hit on uh, Garcelle's son, who is in his, I must be latest in his 30s. He is a married man. Erica is like, how old are you? Like, what's your deal? Like, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, oh, I'm married. This is my situation. She's like, well, tell your baby mama to open up your DMs. And it's like, really? You're going to tell the first the son of the first black cast member on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills referred to his wife as a baby mama, which is racist. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, be like, tell her to open up her DMs because I want a threesome and I'm sliding in there. And he's like, okay, ma'am, goodbye. And it's just like incredibly embarrassing. It's just like why you must sexualize the son of your work friend because of Garcelle and you are not actual friends. You're just friends on this television show is fucking weird. That's strike one. Strike two is then Garcelle's 14-year-old son comes to pick up the flowers from the table. It's Garcelle's birthday. She's leaving with these flowers. I don't know what's happening. Erica sees this son. I assume... She doesn't say this, but my assumption from watching the show is she might have thought initially before she got close to him that he was attractive or something. See, gets he gets really close and he's like, "What the fuck are you doing here? Get the fuck out of here! Get the fuck out!" 
screaming at this child okay. at his mother's birthday party. And then he's like, uh, this lady just told me to get the fuck out or go fuck myself or whatever it was. <laughs> and it's like, she, later on when she's being reminded what she did, she's like, oh, those kids are like, what, 16? She's like, no, he's 14, actually. Uh, see, I, I was scared. At first I thought you were going to tell me that she like hit on the 14-year-old no, son. And then, and, but then you told me she just like berated him. And it's like, okay, well, I guess that's not, <laughs> not as much, bad, but not still as bad. bad. Still bad. And then part three, Kyle Richards... Uh, Sutton is talking to this awful new woman, Diana Jenkins, and they're trying to bond over the fact that they both suffered miscarriages. Sutton admits and reveals that she's had two miscarriages, and Kyle goes, what? You never told me this, if that's even true. Whoa. And again goes on and discusses like whether or not she's telling the truth or just she's trying to like one-up Diana. And it's like, this show, like, the shows are supposed to be fun. You're supposed to, and I feel like maybe this is what's happening on Big Brother. It's supposed to be like, I want to enjoy this and like have you get in fights about silly stuff and like argue. But like if I'm like heated after a scene because you've been so vile to one another, Mm -hmm. it's not fun. Like that's not what I signed up for. So fire all of them. (laughs) Keep Sutton. Keep Garcelle. Fire every fucking body else. They're all disgusting, awful people. And these are my feelings. The thing is, Beverly Hills was so good so recently, but again, it had to be circled around, like, you know, the law. A legal case that, like, there were so many victims of, and now that they're back to their own devices, it's like, oh, you guys are all disgusting. Well, speaking of, like, sliding into DMs, did you hear about that Doja Cat drama? Yeah, who cares? Who's who's Noah Schnapp? (laughs) (laughs) Like, I don't know these people's names. I don't watch... She's on Stranger Things, I believe. I don't watch Stranger Things. And she was like... She DM'd him and was like, yo, your co-star on Stranger Things. Is he single? Tell him to DM me. And then he, like, posted posted it. it, And Doja Cat was embarrassed and, like, mad or something like that. So it caused drama between them and everything. But my question is, like, Doja, like... You can have your manager reach out to exactly. the guy you like's manager. Exactly. Like that's how Hollywood works, girl. Right. Like, uh, and it's like also wasn't the person you reached out to seventeen? That's the thing. So another like, person that you shouldn't be engaging with. Everyone's uh, weird. Everyone's, <laughs> everyone's weird. Everyone's fucking guys. weird. Is there any other news you want to talk about this week? I don't believe so. Okay. Well, we'll take a quick break and then we'll be back with more Two Gay Mats, the podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's true. Don't you fret. We are on to email my heart, which is the section of the podcast where we answer any questions that you guys might have. You can be a part of email my heart if you email us at two gay mats at gmail.com to spell T-W-O. Or yes. you can uh, comment below if you are watching this on YouTube and looking at our beautiful, adorable faces with great lighting. Uh, <laughs> so the first question comes to us from uh, uh, Vidor, Vi. Vi. I I believe they go by Vi. Hi, Vi. Hi, Vi. Um, Or maybe V. The end of the world. Hey, Nats. I'm V slash Vi. I've been listening to your podcast for a couple months now and listening to your older episodes and current ones have been such a needed joy and entertainment in my life. Thank you. Last night, I had a dream that it was everyone's last day on earth. And the first thing I thought of waking from that dream was what album would I dance and get crazy to the night before we all die? Oh, wow. (laughs) Additionally, the other day I was listening to Together Again by Jan. Janet Jackson, mm. and I was thinking, hey, what a heavenly piece of music this is. It got me thinking, what would I party to in heaven? And this hell <laughs> by Queen Rena has always had me imagining all the queens and Cathys of the world losing their minds to some great dance music in hell. <laughs> <laughs> Why are we in hell? <laughs> um, so, Matt, here are my questions. What album would you play at the club on the last day of the world? 
What album would you party to at the gates of heaven? And what album would you live for at hell's biggest night of dancing? <laughs> All of these situations are dance parties. Yes. What are dance pop albums that you would play? I can't wait to hear your responses. I hope you have fabulous lives. Thanks for the moments, darlings. With love, a dear Kathy Vi or V. Uh, her <laughs> answers are End of the World is Cannibal by Kesha. Oh. Gates of Heaven is Ray of Light by Madonna. Oh. And Hell is Born This Way by Lady Gaga. Wow. A, a Judas moment. Yes, Judas. I think, oh God, what Let would I say? Think. Hell, I think maybe would be art pop. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's like, fuck yeah, we're that, doing it. That would be some people's hell. We're, we're fucking doing We it. like art pop, by the way. It's but. our, well, we got to bring a little bit of our heaven to hell. Yes. You know? What's your uh, last album on earth the club. last album if you're at the club also why am I at the club at the end of the world I, that's the thing the thing is like if it was my last album on earth it would be Broadway like I would listen but I, since she but you're said at the club this is a specifically a dance I would, would play Broadway at a, at a club I don't want to hear Broadway at the club um, <laughs> I assume I'll be with you <laughs> if it is if it has to be like dance pop mm. I mean I feel like my last day it would just be all of body talk <gasps> I was gonna say it's, like it's gotta be body talk because you get the ebbs and flows you get the up-tempo moments but then you get those acoustic we're just doing strings so we can all hold each other yes. and cry it's like it's, it's euphoric it yes. makes you feel good about living but also sad about living like I believe it's a beautiful emotionally cathartic experience it's three albums in one <laughs> yes. like so I really believe body talk would be a beautiful um, farewell to earth <laughs> I agree with I completely agree yeah. with you and honestly I have to agree with uh, her in the email that ray of light for heaven that's a heaven album it does make sense that's it a, does make sense yeah uh, for hell I would say Britney Spears blackout <laughs> because if we're gonna go down let's get sweaty <laughs> yeah no let's get sexy and that's a sexy sweaty dirty album that's still so iconic top to bottom no notes that would be my choice I there. believe this could be like a fuck Mary kill where it's like get three <laughs> dance pop albums and yes. pick like which one is it heaven hell or last day on earth mm. like if you just think of random dance like dance pop song right like which one would everything be well what, I haven't done my what, heaven yet oh, what's your heaven <laughs> okay my heaven um, see now you made me forget it. no it was it's gonna be B-Day oh I feel like B-Day is oh, not like light heaven bitch it's not light and airy but it's a celebration it's bitch. a celebration it's like you made it <laughs> And Get ready. And B-Day could also be like born day, yes. born again into God's yeah. lair. All true. I don't know if you would want us to call it a lair, <laughs> but like, you know, born again into our, our selves for eternity. And if you wanted like a more ethereal song, like album for heaven, I think Ellie Goulding's first album, Lights, I very much enjoy and has that kind of like electronic feel to it. Also, uh, that Fru Fru album, I don't know if it would be called Dance Pop Fru Fru, but it also feels very ethereal and heavenly. So just some other options as okay. far as that goes. Where do you think Renaissance will fall? I don't know. I don't know. I think it might be a Last Day on Earth thing because we're getting close. At least, <laughs> at, at least close. Act 1 of Renaissance will be Last Day on Earth. I feel. Absolutely. Break My Soul is very Last Day on Earth. Yes. Me, and then maybe the next album will be the Heaven album. And then the last album, will be, if it's three parts. Could be they're, that. They're rumoring. Yes. Um, we did get another email from Hannah asking our opinion on the Harry Styles album. Uh -huh. Neither of us have listened to it. We have not. Sorry, <laughs> Hannah. Um, when we do. We'll let you know because I'm sure I'll listen to it at some point. And I feel like I've listened to the first half and I enjoyed the songs. I like that music for a sushi restaurant song a lot. Okay. Um, and I feel like there was another song on there in the first half that I enjoyed. But no, I've not gotten all the way through it. Um, and then I believe Jaleesa had a question down oh, here. Oh, Jaleesa. Yes. I believe she is heading to New York, I want to say, and wants to know um, what we would do. Okay. Oh, what? 
do slash did you guys love to do there any recommendations um honestly like the best thing to do in new york besides seeing broadway shows Mm. obviously is just walk the fuck around like just walk and walk and walk and just look at everything like that's that's i don't whenever i go on vacation that's all i want to do in Mm. general like i'm not a vacation person when i went to england to see the spice girls reunion tour i was I went with my friend and he was like, well, what else do you plan to do? And I was like, I don't know, just walk around. <laughs> and like, if I look at a restaurant and I go, oh, I like that, I'm going to walk into it and eat there. there. Like, I don't know. I'm so I'm very much like, I don't love planning when it comes mm. to vacations. I'm not like a, let's go to the Mets. Let's go to this. Let's go to this. But also if you've never been to New York before, you probably want to do all that stuff. Just, but just because I grew up in New Jersey, right. I kind of took New York for granted. Totally. Like seeing the statue of Liberty was like, Oh yeah, it's right over there. Uh, yeah. Like, I never did that. I never did that. <laughs> um, so cause I was, I was, you know, from the area I was from, I would grew up going to New York a lot. Right. Um, yeah, I so so honestly, like I just like a spontaneous just walk around. Ooh, Ellis Island is also very fun. Oh, really? Um, just because I like the history of oh. that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I was always. I mean, it's right at the beginning of my NYU days, so I have a soft spot for uh, Washington Square Park mm. on West Fourth. I always thought that was very nice, and I think they've redone things around there with the fountain and things. I've been back in a minute, but I hear it looks great. Uh, also, there's a restaurant in Union Square that I liked a lot as a young person called Patsy's. I hope it's still there. I was a big fan of it back in my day. Um, and yeah, I feel like, I don't know. I just have a soft spot, maybe because I lived right there. But the whole like West Village area, I think, is very cool. Oh, West Village and is so, I would love to live in the West Village. Yeah, and isn't there like a piano bar close by there? I oh, forget the name of it. a million. <laughs> Go to a piano bar like yes. late at night and just see a bunch of gays singing, you know, duets from the Music Man. It's exactly. Um, also, a fun thing you could do, I don't know how many, we're acting like she's going to be there like <laughs> like three months right but um i don't know go to a different pizza place every day and see which one you like best mm. <laughs> like try all the different like pizza places that like look like good pizza places right. not like the dollar pizza which mm. is good if you only have a dollar but like not good if you want like really great pizza right but you also tell us how you enjoy it i'm jealous i wish i could go back to new york sometime soon i'm sure i can make it happen but it's just been a minute for me honestly just like park it in times square for a bit and just watch people I don't want to do that. I, love it. <laughs> I like, don't want to do that. Working in Times Square for several, like for like almost a year was great no. because it was just, there was something new to see every single day. Something Sh- crazy would happen. Sure. But it's so congested. And like, I think it's, it's great. It's no, New York, baby. You could go there for one second. I think later in the day, see all the big screens like huh and then walk on out of there you don't need to be there with all that overpriced shit and people trying to sell you stuff don't buy anything (laughs) in Times Square except for a Broadway ticket Mm. but like yeah don't buy anything but just I if you've never been to New York before Jaleesa yeah it's good to see and then get out of there I I love it get out of there oh the things I saw on my see I don't want that in Times Square were truly wild. I don't want wild things. I saw so many naked people. This is what I'm saying. I don't want to see naked people on my trip to New York. (laughs) I saw there was one, I I went into the bathroom uh, and then I came back out and everyone was off of the square where I worked Mm. and I was just like, what happened? And they were like, oh, a guy just tried to kill himself and, and everything. And I was like, what? Like just the why? And there's so I many. I don't want that. That's I, not what I'm that, going I, on the trip I'm glad for. I was not there to totally. witness that, but it still was a wild thing to come back to. Mm. Um, just the different, they always have like promotional things that companies are doing. So you'll just like look up and see a like a hundred people on like um, stilts walking <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck is going on here? And it's like, oh, they're promoting some sort of product. And it's like, oh, mm. okay. Like it's, it's really crazy. 
It is crazy. Uh, I have a question for you, Matt. Yes. What has been giving you moments, darling? Okay. So we warned y'all. Oh, right. Um, that it would be a very big brother uh, heavy. Yeah, everybody buckle up because it's going to be long. It's, Spoiler. <laughs> uh, the thing that's giving me moments is not necessarily the show Big Brother. I have to, the thing that has given me moments for several years and especially this week because I was reminded how great it is, is a Big Brother podcast that I've been listening to since 2016 called Hey Julie. It's hosted by um, this guy named Brett and a girl named Danielle who I actually went to college with. Oh. Um, and, uh, it's one of my favorite Big Brother podcasts. Like, they are so good at just like acknowledging the realness of the fact that this is just a stupid show. And this, the, we all, as Big Brother fans, take the show so seriously sometimes. And they are so good at bringing it back down and just being like, guys, it's stupid. It's entertainment. <laughs> and that is what we are here for. They, um, they're really, really great at at just like they're so wise in how they can just analyze all these different people as people and they're the way they root for people is so funny because they're like we're not team this person we're not team this person Mm. we are team fun feeds and so they're always rooting for the person who is giving the most wild feeds and it's like that's what we're here for that's what we want we want craziness on the feeds craziness that's not racism yeah but 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 they're just very good because all the other big broadcast brother brother pod not all the other ones but a lot of other big brother podcasts are very like heady and like analyzing every single game point and they're just like guys fuck it mm. like this is just fun just have fun i mean it would be if they can make what it sounds like is happening in the house now fun that's very impressive and, well <laughs> the, the good thing in the house now is there is um so, okay, there is a uh, girl named Paloma, and she's the youngest cast member. And everyone predicted she would be the most boring cast member because okay. she was, like, young, gorgeous, and looked like she wouldn't have any personality. She, everyone was like, oh, she's going to be a love – she's a Love Island reject. Mm. Um, it turns out she is the most cracked player the show has cast in a while. <laughs> like, she is just a mile a minute accusing everyone of everything and starting a million alliances every five seconds. Jesus. Okay, there's some drama in the Big Brother house that's like not really fun drama. When the immediately as the feed started, which was like they were in the house for like two hours, Paloma immediately with this girl, Alyssa, she was just like, I don't like this girl, Taylor. She's like a pageant girl. Like she's she's just like a pageant girl. Like I don't like her. I don't like her and everything. So it was like, okay, Paloma doesn't like Taylor. Taylor's black. (laughs) Taylor's black. Um, And so it was like, oh, God, Paloma doesn't like Taylor. Uh, Like what's going to happen? Um, and so they started roping in all the other girls. Like, we're all together. We're girls, girls. We're girls, girls. But they weren't roping in Taylor. They of were course. leaving Taylor out and everything. Because, like, they were like, Taylor's not a girls, girl. Taylor's, like, talking with Jesus the boys Christ. and everything. And a lot of things happened. And now the whole house really doesn't like Taylor. Um, and it's, it's, it's crazy because it never has a house turn... And never has the whole house, mm. minus like two people, turned on one person so early into the Right. Game. Like, what did this girl like, even do? Sometimes there's like drama between two people that like blows up early in the game. Sometimes like one person is really messy and like everyone gets mad at them. But like the the thing that's weird about it is Taylor 
has done absolutely nothing. Like so strange. Sometimes when people like all really don't like one person, it's like, oh well, this person's awkward, or oh, this person did something that rubbed the wrong way. Like they are literally like hating on this girl for no reason. Like one thing that she did was she was like showing people her clothes and she pulled out a really nice outfit. It was like a glittery like unitard or whatever. And they were like, put it on, put it on. And she was like, Oh great. And she like was walking around in it, showing her pageant walk. She's like Miss Michigan. Yeah. Uh, USA and so she had a really good walk she's very intelligent very kind she won Miss Congeniality at this pageant or whatever so right. it's like how can you not get along with this girl but she's like walking around and everything and everyone's like woo yeah you go girl and then after she was done they were just like oh my and oh, and as she was walking around she was like this is my finale outfit mm-hmm. because they're always like pack something nice for finale because right. you can't go shopping right. before finale and so she was like this is my finale outfit and then when she when that was over, people were like, "Can you believe she like strutted around in that outfit?" And the you fact, asked her to. And they were like, "The fact that she has the gall to say that this is her finale outfit, as if she like knows she's gonna make it to the final two. Like, how dare you?" And it's just like, it's just like, it, it, she said it's her finale outfit, like. Even if she, she isn't in, in final two, house. she's going to finale. Yeah, exactly. and, and also, like, who gives a fuck if she says final two? Like, if she says, like, oh, this is my final two outfit, like, it's in joke. It's all in good. As, as Hey Julie, the podcast would say, it's all just fun. Like, just be funny and be confident and everything. And, and so... Um, These people sound awful. So, <laughs> these people sound like horrible, awful people and racists. So this, so this girl uh, Paloma, she is accusing everyone of everything every five seconds, and everything. So at one point, she was in a room with oh, all the girls, Taylor included, and she was just like, "Yeah, yeah." Like at some point, we have to like go after the guys, like Monty and like Kyle and like all of them, because like the big strong guys, we have to get them out because she's, you know, you're in the house, you you're like, I want to get this person out, this yeah. person out, like, and so. Um, Taylor, who was friends with Monty, goes to Monty like, hey, Monty, just to let you know, like Paloma brought your name up as like someone that she might be gunning after. Right. You should go talk to her and like get in good with her so she doesn't want to go after you. Right. So Monty goes to Paloma and says, Taylor just made up this lie that you were Going, going after me. Oh and, 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 he, and the thing is, like, he didn't even ask her, like, Taylor said this thing to me. Is it true? He was like, Taylor said this thing to me, like, and I don't believe it's true because you would never. And Paloma, the thing is, I genuinely believe Paloma doesn't recall saying this mm. because she uh, she's just a mile a minute. Like, she talks about everyone. And so... But the thing is, like, even if she does recall saying it, of mm. course she's going to be like, I absolutely did not say that. That's right. a lie, which, like, is good game. You're supposed to lie when someone accuses you of something. So instead of, like, Paloma approaching Taylor being like, hey, I heard you said this thing to Monty, or Monty approaching Taylor being like, is this thing true? Like, right. instead, the thing that makes me feel icky about all this is instead of anyone approaching Taylor and being like, hey, is this true? They tell the whole house Taylor made up this lie and no one is talking to Taylor about it. They're all instead just talking about Taylor behind her back. And it's like, so Taylor, spoiler alert, uh, is in in danger of going this week. Right. Uh, The power of veto is going to be used and Taylor is probably going to be the replacement nominee. And um, so she will have no idea why she's going up because no one is giving her the chance to explain herself and defend herself and everything. So everyone hates Taylor, but Taylor doesn't even know. This is gross. And so that's why it feels so icky. It's just like, it's just like, this is weird. Like 
the thing that made Big Brother so good is when people confront each other and they try to explain things to each other and they just like bash heads right. and there's, or when there's a telephone miscommunication happening and they're trying to figure it out, which leads to a fight. Um, but when it's just like a miscommunication happening and then no one like tells the other person about it and is left in the dark, it's just like, well, this A isn't fun and is just like kind of cruel and evil and racist. Like, I hate these people. Fuck Paloma. Fuck Monty. Fuck every single person you just told me about. Well, the microaggression part, like, turns into, like, some people are saying, like, oh, when she gets nominated, she is going to go ballistic and everything. It's like, this woman has shown no evidence of losing a temper in the slightest. Like, she's literally a pageant queen. If anyone can keep herself calm and cool and collected, it's this girl. And so it's it's just very, very weird. And (sighs) And very frustrating. And so, you know, I mean, I get it. Like, Big Brother is a social experiment where it's supposed to show those ugly sides of society. And it really does show how good people can fall into herd thinking and mob mentality. And, like, these people are thrown into a situation where they're looking for reasons to dislike someone so they can put them up. So I'm sure psychologically that causes you to overreact to certain things and everything so it's it is interesting to watch and everything but still it's just like i feel so bad for this girl because this has happened many many seasons like bullying has always been a problem on big brother season six like how he threatened to eat april's dog like (laughs) over the top jason like called all the other girls hookers and spit in their suitcases and wiped his but with their pillowcases like like people have done horrible things on this show and everything but like with this girl it just feels so based in nothing right. like and it happens so quickly really do you don't even know her this you this all happened out of nowhere it sounds like you just got there you've all decided as a house to hate this girl it just this show i feel like i must tell you from the outside looking in only makes headlines when they're being racist in the house I only well, okay. hear about Big Brother when there's something racist going on, which is more often than not these days. Well, I, the thing is, like, it, racist things are always going to happen when you get a group of 16 people, like, from all these different, like, optics are going to be bad in some sort of way. Mm. Um, like, pe- someone's going to say something ignorant because everyone is ignorant of something in some sort of way. And so the hard thing with Big Brother, though, it's just, like, they're being filmed 24 hours a day. And so everything that they are doing is being seen and analyzed. Whereas like something like Survivor, sure, just as many racist things happen on Survivor, but it's just like edited into a, you don't see all those things, you know? So that's what makes Big Brother so difficult and like kind of hard to watch sometimes. (laughs) Love that first week, it's already hard to watch. (laughs) Like, my God. Someone is so against one person in the first like two, three days is, is really wild and, um, unprecedented um and i I hope when this girl gets voted out that she gets you know gets her phone back everyone talks about how much they love her and i hope the show becomes more fun for the viewers because like this to me if i were watching like this is part of the reason why i don't watch the show anymore it's like i don't this wouldn't be fun to me well the thing is like the show has been uglier in the past like it has been flat out more racist and uglier in the past. Like there are people who've been on ten years ago who were just completely. What was her vile. name with the A? A I A. Aaron. 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 Gina Marie. Like, but like even before that, like in the golden age of Big Brother, it was like, man, these people are being awful to each other. Like evil dick. Like burn Jen with cigarettes. Like it's there are people who do horrible, horrible things. But I think this is just going to show that times are changing and and people aren't as entertained by that as they once were 10 Mm. years ago. Like the novelty of 
people just being like vile to each other like has worn off because like these people aren't necessarily they're not being as vile as contestants had been like 15 years ago but it just shows that people don't want to watch no that one wants to do that. really anymore and right. so so yeah I but the thing is like also I do have to push back on some of the Twitter people like talking about this it's like Y'all shouldn't throw, y'all on Twitter shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> like, you all, like, find any reason to hate someone and gang up on them. Like, how many times do people log on just to drag James Corden through the mud? And th- mm. that man has done literally nothing to anybody, <laughs> you know? So, so it it's, I, Big Brother is filled with lots of complex feelings. Okay. And so that is why Hey Julie, the podcast, has been giving me moments because they just cut through all of it and they're just like... We just want it to be fun. We just want it to be fun. And they're so funny together. So check out that podcast. Yes, I hope the, I hope the show gets better for yes. the podcast hosts who seem lovely. Yes. All right. Anyways, <laughs> Marcel the Shell is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> that is a beautiful movie. It is as good as Matt Seals said it was. I mean, I get that we just talked, or you just talked about this last week, but it really, Jenny Slate, brilliant. Brilliant. Her ex-husband man who was in the film and uh, directed it, brilliant. Just Oh, Marcel and Isabel Bella Rosalini. I know, as the grandmother, Shell. I, I don't want to spoil it because if people want to see it, they should be able to see it and it be a bit surprised to them. But it's truly lovely, heartwarming. It's hilarious. Like, as much as you thought Matt Steele might have been overhyping, he was not. Mm-mm. I cried myself. I laughed myself. I felt every feeling in between. I started my week with Marcel the Shell and ended it with Dear Evan Hansen. So it was a big emotional bookends for me. Uh, but I loved both very much. But I think Marcel the Shell takes the cake because I knew Evan's music very well and I did not know anything about Marcel because I hadn't seen the short films even until like a week ago when Jackson showed me. So Marcel is very new to me and I've heard, well I haven't heard, but Jenny Slate was on another podcast and she was talking about like her dreams for the character and she's like, did I tell you to say this already on the podcast? That I she, don't know. She really wants to do like a duets album with people like as Marcel. <gasps> oh my God. That would that, be. That will be gorgeous. All three. Last Day on Earth, Heaven <laughs> and Hell. That is my that is my dance pop yes. album. Is Marcel covering whatever Marcel wants to cover uh. with the artists themselves? It just it just is lovely. I hope that we get more iterations of Marcel one way or another. The end, I just, when it, I, it just is lovely. I won't say too much, but I will just say it was lovely. And I enjoyed every second. Yeah. And the story is so strong. Like yes. for something where the short film was literally just like a bunch of like one liners and everything. Yes. Like the movie could have totally easily fallen into that trap of just like, we're just going to make this really funny and cute. But it's like, no, the story is yes. so strong and it pulls you in. What can we say other than Matt Steele is always right? I didn't say and that. Matt exactly. Steele's taste level is Matt just... Steele defending the racist TV show on CBS <laughs> is right. Right. I'm but, not <laughs> so I think that's a little wrong. But you were right about Marcel. I mean, He's a lovely little shell. Hey. Lovely. Oh, you can always trust an Italian. <laughs> I guess so. Well, I guess that's going to be it for us this week. Is there anything else you need to tell the people? I don't think so, guys. Well, thank you guys so much for listening and watching. We'll be back next week with more Two Game Mats, the podcast. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs> 